0: You're listening to the Rural Advancement Podcast. Rural Advancement provides resources to empower, equip, and encourage rural
1: pastors and churches. Join our community by visiting us at ruraladvancement.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Rural Advancement. This is the podcast that is by rural leaders and for rural leaders. Every week it is our goal to bring you content that is not just spoken to the rural church, but is spoken by people who get it. All of us have had the experience of hearing a conference or a pastor friend uh, give advice that while it may be sound principally, it does not reflect the daily ins and outs, the daily challenges of what it means to serve God in a small out-of-the-way place or in a small town. And we want to celebrate that and champion that. And so I'm your host, Joe Epley. And today we have the immense privilege to continue our conversation on uh, really, I guess the main topic, the big topic would be church planting. And unlike a lot of our episodes that we find over Zoom, because again, rural is pretty spread out, I have the immense privilege to be sitting in the room With two good friends of mine Two ministers of the gospel Who have done some incredible work I'm going to let them tell their story But we do have uh, Pastor Kevin Peterson here And we have Pastor Doug Gentry They are the lead pastor, Pastor Kevin And the associate pastor, Pastor Doug And I just want them to say hello So how are you guys doing? Doing well Doing good Awesome. Well, we're so glad to have you guys on here. And again, like I said, it is so fun because uh, for once, I don't have to worry about internet connectivity issues. We're just sitting in the same room, which is super exciting. And so really, uh, we're excited listening to invite you to what is really just a conversation between the three of us about what it means to plant a church. And um, I'm excited to tell the story of of the town they're from, Glendive, up here in Montana, and tell the story of Dinner Church, which is uh, what we're going to get into. But first, as we always do, Uh, Gentlemen, I want to take some time real quick, and I want to hear from each of you about maybe your background and connection to the rural church. And so, Pastor Kevin, why don't you kick us off, man?
0: All right. Well, I'm a born and bred North Dakota kid, grew up on a farm. Uh, Daisy, North Dakota is my hometown, which is a town that almost nobody knows about because you have (laughs) to be there to know it's there. A town of about maybe 80 people, and I don't know if it's ever been much more than that. Small Assembly of God Church that I was always uh, able to, you know, go to Sunday mornings, Wednesday nights, Sunday nights, whenever the doors were open, as many people have that, those experiences. And so, yeah, just being a farm kid in the rural North Dakota was my background. It's what I knew, and going to Trinity Bible College, uh, where I got my training for ministry was a, another small community, very yeah, r- yeah, rural. Yeah, for sure, yeah. <laughs> and uh, my my whole goal as far as a minister is to be me in the ministry. Oh yeah. I am not a city person. I'm sure. a country boy, I'm a hunter, sportsman. Uh, everything you can do outdoors, I enjoy. And and so ministering to people that that are, are from the rural community is the people that I know and understand. Mm. And so they get me and I get them. And so that's that's kind of been my, my target of ministry, if the Lord was willing or leading. Oh sure, yeah. And uh, the, the largest community I was ever in, uh, I was there for just a couple of years as an associate in St. Cloud, Minnesota, which oh, yeah. was like, it was like huge com- compared to everything I'm used to. Uh, and so I, I learned valuable lessons from a larger church that may or may not be applicable. In the small communities. Uh, but I did learn some things that were valuable that you can, do, you can do big things in small churches. And uh, other than that, I've always been ministering in small communities, and that's just where I believe God wants me to be.
1: Awesome. And I love that. You know, honestly, like one of the things we champion on this podcast is we don't ever want to love rural at the expense of bigger places. Like, obviously, God's moving in all of it, and it's so cool to watch knowledge pass back and forth. But man, what a cool upbringing, what a cool background. Daisy, North Dakota. Um, D-A-C-E-Y. D-A-C-E-Y. Not not the
0: flower. i got to (laughs) specify. I was about to say, I was like, I would have Googled the
1: flowers. No, no. It's it's
0: actually the the man that founded the city, or it's not a city. Sure. Founded the little town. Uh, was an appliance man. His okay. Daisy Appliance is actually the family brand. So, oh wow! Yeah, it's kind of cool. cool. What are you?
1: Yeah, what a unique piece of information. Yeah, yeah, it is good. Well, let's uh, let's flip it over to again, Doug Gentry, Pastor Doug. Why don't you tell us about your background and connection with the Royal Church?
2: Well, I'm going to tell you something. I am just about completely opposite of uh, Pastor okay. Kevin here. Okay, that's <laughs> exciting. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I started off life, and uh, I was born in um, in uh, Long Beach, California. And made our way up where I was raised uh, by my family in uh, the Puget Sound area. We moved there and uh, that's pretty much where I I grew up and so in the city life I've dealt with all that. I am a a, um, first-generation Pentecostal Assembly of God um, individual and I came to know the Lord as a teenager and I was saved there and I had a calling, and that's where God called me. We, I was like ready to go, going to, oh, go to sure. Bible college and getting good, go at it, and God said, no, you're gonna go in the service first. So I oh, spent wow. four years in the service and found myself, <laughs> when I got out of that, and went to uh, Northwest Bible College over in Kirkland, and um, with that, began a family over there and did some ministry in a couple places in Everett, Washington, and Lapwai, Idaho. Um, which is pretty rural in and of itself, sure. compared to a lot of places where I was used right. to at again, the time. You
3: throw around curtain
1: in Seattle, Puget Sound. That's obviously as, yeah. you know as, urban as they get. Yes. But.
2: <laughs> then I found myself back in Tacoma again, you know, for a, a while. And after a while, I had my family, and then suddenly there was a need for me to to uh, find some work over in eastern uh, Montana, and I came over to to Glendive, Montana, as a mortician. Oh, all, really? you know, Even though I still was uh ministering doing different things sure in that regard and um been going to uh Linda, assembly of gods for you know about a dozen years or so and suddenly i uh as some circumstances became i became the associate pastor here in him, along with Pastor Kevin so as far as getting to know him and that that's that's where I'm at
1: yeah honestly that's awesome and you know what's cool is like uh, it's funny to me to watch how people you know kind of interact because again you've got people who were born and raised rural. Uh, I myself did not grow up rural, I mean, I pff, I didn't even <laughs> like small towns and I, you know, and it was probably actually several years into being in a small town that I was like, whoa, this is okay, I guess, you know, it just really, yeah. but you know, there's all sorts of experiences and I think it's neat that you have, again, these background, these experiences, these lessons that now play into this situation, right, and so, um, and so, so let's do this. You know, I, I'm excited. I, I always get excited because there's a story today that we're going to tell about Dinner mm-hmm. Church and kind of what you guys have been able to accomplish and what the Lord's been able to do through you. But first, um, and maybe Pastor Kevin, you can take the lead on this, but I would love to hear a little bit about like Glendive Assembly. Like what does this church look like? Maybe the size, the general makeup. And so we're going to get that snapshot and then maybe we're going to dive into this story of, of what did it look like to, to plant this church. So why don't you just start with that snapshot, you know, just letting us know what your church is like.
0: Yeah, uh, Glendive is a a town that it's hard to define the size of it uh, because if you look at the Glendive proper, we're talking about 3,500 to 4,500 people, but then there's neighborhoods around Glendive that aren't technically part of the city, so I think it's closer (laughs) to 5,500 to 7,000. Oh, sure. So it's not like rural rural like I'm used to. Right, it's, it's not a, like
1: frontier, but like it's right. still it's still probably by a lot of measures, you know. Think yeah, rural mindset think wise, a, sure.
0: Exactly. I mean it's very rural to some people, but but for me when you compare it to Daisy, it's a <laughs> metropolis. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: but the the t- the church itself has varied in size over the years. Uh, it can actually seat maybe two hundred and fifty people comfortably oh, sure. if it were just jam packed, you know, sitting next pew to, each to pew. Other. Yep, for sure. But I don't know that it's ever been at that level of attendance. Uh, that I think the highest level of regular attendance in the history of what i've been able to find is is 150 175
3: gotcha
0: Uh, when we first moved here we were probably more in that 50 to 70 range on average and we're still not like a huge uh, congregation of people because of different variables Um, sure covid
1: certainly helped. i was gonna say every pastor (laughs) probably in their mind was like COVID, <laughs> right. you know, I mean,
0: it We were help. excited. I mean, we were, <laughs> we were topping out at that 90 plus range pretty regularly before COVID and we haven't bounced back to that. Right, right. But our online uh, ministry is still sure. very viable too. But so it's a smaller church. Uh, and when I first introduced uh, what I believe God was leading us to do is to plant a church in Glendive, my board was just a little shocked. <laughs> and we're, you know, the best way to respond to the, the way it was received in that initial in that in that initial uh, what would you say vision casting oh sure yeah <clears throat> one of the board members after a dead silence spoke up and simply said one word why <laughs>
1: <laughs> well and honestly that's a lot of our first question here is like uh, so you you take this church and the thing about small town churches is like when you look at multiplying a small town church that's a lot of the question people will say well we don't. We don't have you know we're not bursting at the seams first of all right. you know like it's it's not like your space is demanding that you split into two groups or that you exactly. go to multiple services but then also you're looking around going uh, you know would, would there be benefit to having another church in the same town that's actually our church but maybe disguises it you know like it's it's just funny <laughs> people start to ask the question so maybe the question i'd love to ask you and, and and again you know i'm excited to hear from both of you later but but pastor kevin i'd love to again take the lead on this but but uh, how did that idea get in your head? Like, what, I mean, obviously we, we say, well, you know, it comes from God. But, like, why did you think, man, I should take my small church and I'd love to plant from it? You know, how did that develop?
0: Well, I think that's really the greatest question because it wasn't something I came up with. It honestly was a word from God. And it was during a prayer time here at Ministers Connection three years ago, I think was the timetable, that God just really spoke to my heart that he wanted me to plant a, a dinner church. Mm. In Glendive and 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 that was just one of those I was asking God why because sure. I'm trying to grow the church that's struggling
3: yeah, yeah and
0: you know we're making budget but it's not like wow sure. we just we're growing by leaps and bounds because we weren't we, we were we were like many churches just just above that plateau line and yet what God was ministering to my heart and challenging me was that many of the people that he wanted me to reach would never come into our door Interesting. They would never walk through those doors because they are either hurt by the church okay, or they just don't have that traditional background of being raised in a church. And so God really challenged my heart that we needed to be finding ways to reach the de-churched and the unchurched. Okay. And the dinner church format seems so simple.
1: You know, right. And, what's, and and maybe for some of the listeners who might not be familiar, give me a super brief description of what is dinner church.
0: Well, what I perceived at the time may or may not be accurate to what we're doing now. Oh, sure. <laughs> but but because it's a little bit organic, it's, it really does become its own personality of what it what it can be. But I, I perceive that it would just be a meal that's free to the people, present it to the community, come out, have a meal. and You're Probably and an in a op- different
1: space, not in your church, right? C- correct. Yeah. Uh,
0: find a location off-site yeah. that it's is non-threatening. It's something sure. that they're comfortable to be in without feeling churchy or traditional. And, and simply allow for a 5 to 15-minute max message of God's love. Mm. You know, people need to know God loves them. Sure. And, and a lot of times, the traditions and the religiosities of our own assemblies are a deterrent. Sure. And what better way to present to people that God cares than to give a free meal and just hope that they would allow you the opportunity to share some from God's Word and, mm. and that God loves you, and so do we. No strings attached, and and so our goal, uh, after you know months and months of prayer, before we ever brought it beyond the the boardroom table, um, our goal was uh, to not make it an assembly of God, extension of of our own church, but to have it self-sustained or or at least become its own congregation, and and while that has been the goal, uh, there's some. Unique dynamics that have come from it where it's not completely separated like we thought it would be. Oh sure But we are reaching de-churched people And and, and what that is is people that have been hurt by religious people. Yeah Uh, pastors Mm -hmm. are there some of those that exist i mean come on (laughs) that doesn't seem to be a shortage of (laughs) people that have been hurt by church people (laughs) yeah and and so that was one of our goals is to is to reach that group and also the people that don't go to church period they don't know what it's like they've never been raised with that that tradition and we are seeing that happen along with others that do have a church background that simply want another fellowship opportunity
1: sure and so question for you then. So when we're looking at like getting a church on board with an idea like this obviously you somehow you guys went from you know a board member asking why after a long pause right. to having a fully functioning and honestly uh, from what you've told me you know this vibrant this cool this awesome organic you know growing thing that is dinner church. And so, um, you know, again, Pastor Kevin, love to hear what were the steps you took as a leader? Because again, if if people are listening, they might think, well, that actually sounds kind of cool. Maybe, I mean, because again, all you're doing is getting a meal, getting a place and doing a message. I mean, we could all pull that off. But how did you get the church on board? And maybe if you want, Doug, you know, I'll pan over to you and and from your perspective as both associate and and really lay person almost, you know, but, Mm -hmm. but being that guy, you know, how did again how did we get you know on board so i'll start over here with you pastor kevin you know how did you how did you make that happen
0: well uh one of one of the big keys that i thought was was critically important is having someone willing to prepare food oh sure if you don't have food you don't have a dinner
1: (laughs) yeah i mean yeah yeah the concept sure
0: (laughs) and and so i thought well that's not going to happen i mean that's that's a lot of commitment yeah uh it's interesting that when we got to the point where we felt we believe this is God's plan. Sure. This is something that is viable, and, and we're going to give it a shot. Let's right. put, let's put it out there. Sure, Let, let's, you know, I guess you could say like the fleece. You know, let's see, see, sure. If it comes so back. so
1: basically, you started with your board, correct? Did a lot of prayer and yes. so you're at the point where you're saying hey we're going to throw this out to the congregation yes okay so it's well, actually yeah. membership oh membership right, right. right. probably in a business meeting sure, so yeah. some formal you know gathering okay
0: and so i presented it to the members after the board had been aware of it for quite some time sure and i was almost shocked to have somebody come directly to me and and basically said i think it's a great idea i would like to be a part of this and it happened to be a lady in town who has her own bakery who is a cook, cook who has a a license to make meals and, and all that, and she says, I think this is great. Um, and and the and the funny thing is she wanted to start long before I was ready. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, Let's go
1: tomorrow and yeah. you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs>
0: and I'm I'm trying to hold her back. I literally felt like I was you know, if you're a horseback rider, you know, pulling sure. back the reins, holding sure. you know, she's taking the bit in her teeth and saying, No, I wanna run. Yeah, let's roll, yeah. And, and I was like, No, we gotta we gotta be make sure all the ducks are in a row. Uh, sure. And and so the, the biggest I thought hurdle yeah, was yeah, the challenge of it, that sure. part of it covered. Oh nice. And, and so when it came down to facility, we found a place that was willing to allow us to go without charge, without fees.
1: Nice. And honestly, to, to take a side note on that, the nice thing about small towns is, there is a, there's, a, there's a lot of community and so exactly. sometimes you really can, it's about who you know, and you can, you can wander around mm-hmm. until you find somebody willing to open up a space for you. I think that's a, an advantage of a rural place, but continue on.
0: Well, and, and I will, I'll add to that. Sure. I, I think in, in so many ways, having grown up in a rural area, knowing how closely interconnected people are i think the smaller your community the more likely dinner church will go well
1: interesting i love that
0: i i, I believe it because in the, the larger your community the more red tape
1: yeah that's the true. More, a lot of formalities the more a lot resistance of, yeah. the
0: more i don't trust you I, i'm sure. not sure what what's your underlying goal here that i don't see in a small community everybody knows everybody i mean literally when i drove home with my soon-to-be wife, and I met cars 30 miles from my hometown, I knew everybody I saw on the highway. Yeah. I mean, you'd literally wave, and and I could say, that's so-and-so. Yeah, we did the <laughs> same thing the
1: other day. We were driving, uh, currently we're recording this in Butte, Montana, and I'm from Baker, Montana, and sure enough, we're 30 miles from town, and I said, oh, it's the snowplow guy. Is it this guy or this guy? Guy A or guy <laughs> B? And sure enough, it was guy A, and we waved and said, oh, yeah, that was that guy. You know, it's just so funny. you know. And, and I
0: really do think that the, especially pastors who have been able to make those connections. They're sure. volunteer firemen, they're bus drivers for the locals. Right,
1: which I understand is a, some things you do as well, you know, Absolutely. as far as bus driving. And, and, and obviously so, Doug, you know, has been in the community for 12 years, working uh-huh. as a mortician, which that's, that's a huge community connection too. I mean, you're present mm-hmm. yeah. at the place of, you know, at a very monumental time, you know, death is a huge thing. And so, so that's pretty uh-huh. cool that you guys both kind of have these existing connections.
0: Uh-huh. And, and I do think that because of those connections, you have a city hall, you have a place of meeting. And all it takes is the effort. Mm. It, it really, uh, yeah, it's effort. It, sure. It's sacrifice. There's a little bit of cost, but it's such a minimal cost, and sure. it's so effective to reaching the people that will never walk through your doors.
2: Right. So.
1: And honestly, uh, Doug, anything to add to that, man?
2: Well, yeah, I, I I think I would like to back up a little bit. Yeah, here. let's when, do it. When Pastor Kevin came back and Shared this idea with the board, and I'm sitting there in that meeting there at the time. Because
1: were you like in that meeting as a board member? I, or I'm not it? sure what my you were taking on. I was just like, Yeah, I, I think I was the treasurer. You're treasurer I've done right. everything
2: from in that. Treasurer. I know because I,
1: I, I literally scratched my head. I'm like, I know you've done a lot, <laughs> Doug. I don't yeah, know. Yeah,
2: <laughs> he was I'm a board was,
0: member, then he became the treasurer, yeah, and I'm then I the, hired the, him as my staff. Right. Yeah, so,
2: anyways, you're in that meeting, and what was your take on it? I'm sitting there, I'm thinking. My wife and I were trying to figure out some some things because God was really honest us about you know the Holy Spirit was going to work through us that we needed to step out and do some things here, and um, what is it that the that He wanted wanted us to do? Well, the moment moment Pastor Kevin brought up dinner church in the sure. the whole concept of this, suddenly in my mind and ideas, I'm thinking, man, that is awesome. We can you know went through the whole list I think there was a within a week or so I had written like a, I forget what it was what It was about a six eight point thing of some ideas of, of throwing there that I emailed emailed uh, Pastor Kevin there and I'm saying this is what we can do sure how we can do it it's like all of a sudden you know how when the Holy Spirit works right like this suddenly ideas and come, yeah, it's a light bulb in a sense yeah a, yeah you're ready to go for it and I was getting really excited about it and, and doing this stuff. And, and immediately we started, you know, I started getting behind that and whatever yeah. we could do. And, um, and, you know, listening to the plan to prepare for that. I knew it was going to take a while sure. to get it going. And, um, it was funny cause uh, my wife and I were actually uh, approached by, um, you know, by the same lady that, uh, Pastor, yeah, volunteered. Ken, yes. Yeah, sure. volunteered to cook, and she goes, "Hey, I know you guys have been looking for a ministry thing, but this is something, you know, they need a pastor. Why don't you do it? <laughs> yeah, uh, right now. I we wasn't can, we can fat, get it going.
0: Yeah, I wasn't moving fast and, enough, so she yeah. tried to get Doug to do it with oh, her. Oh, that's <laughs> sick. Yeah.
2: yeah. It's it's so it's so I went. <laughs> you know, I, I go. Well, that's something we'll think about. <laughs> you sure, know, walked sure, away yeah. and went back to yeah. getting the plan there, and so then we suddenly got involved with um, you know with a lot of stuff that was going out of the Northwest uh, um, network there. With sure, the Assembly God, yeah. The, the Assemblies Dinner, of God, you know, yeah. the
1: because they because this is almost part of a broader kind of push or movement to, to get these kind of churches started. Yeah,
2: correct, and you know, it's so the, they have a well kind of a a good training. Program that we're still involved with and still learning that. So, you guys are part of Mm -hmm. like a broader
1: network where you guys get to talk about these things. Yes. Oh, cool. Well, and
0: and there's books. I read the Oh, sure. Usually, you read the books, you get inspired, then you'd say, God, is this what you want me to do? Oh, sure. Well, God told me what He wanted me to do. (laughs) And and then you're like, oh, there's books about this? Yeah. (laughs) And I thought, I should find some books. (laughs) That's so good. So, (laughs) kind of backwards, but it still works out. Right.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And so, we, we did all this and we were ready to, get, you know, ready to go in that regard. Sure. So, you know, and over the course of the next few months before the place, you know, the kickoff, and um, we were ready to go for it. Yeah. And that's then that's what we did. We started in these right, um, these different places. Cool.
1: Yeah. And honestly, uh, I love hearing. Maybe if we put all this together in a linear fashion, it seems like obviously it's it's cool to watch because I believe God gives vision in a way that's going to match the church and match the leaders like he's gonna he knows what's gonna fly in a community Mm -hmm. and so so we are we're constantly looking maybe for some real pastors tuning in maybe it's not dinner church but the idea is how can we pray to expand in some way into our community you know and so so you take that and then obviously god drops the vision in your heart pastor kevin and then and then we go from there to telling these key people and and even hearing uh you know it can kind of be cool to to watch that process of how god speaks then to you know, pastor doug's heart and then there's a gal in your church who jumps in and and so even with these hurdles present and and the the obviously long period of time um it seems like when when god is in and not to sound too cliche it's like well then yeah these pieces begin to fall into place and and so hopefully that's encouraging and a, and a nice look into the process for some of the pastors tuning in to say you know this is this is not only doable but when we take the time on the front end to pray, to cast vision, to do these things, it's like, well then, well then, we do get to watch these incremental steps, you know, where God interacts. So, Amen. well,
0: and and I think one of the things that I had to grapple with, and I had to, I had to share that very specifically with my board. Oh, sure. Is that the people that we were going to reach may never come into our church building
1: right and that's a hard hurdle too
0: and 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 i had to clearly lay out that they will not increase our ties they will not be, <laughs> yeah and, that's and, fair. It, it's something that has to be spoken that that this is to reach people it's not right. to grow
1: this church it's to reach people right and even that's a huge mental hurdle you know it, it was
0: but as as i i didn't like force it i didn't sure. push it too quickly and that's why it needed to take time because, you know, God's Word marinades in our heart and it, and it saturates our soul to the point that we realize this is God. Hmm. And, and, and the vision of that ministry was embraced by my leaders. Mm-hmm. And it was easily embraced by the people uh, to realize that this isn't about getting more people in the pews. It's right. about getting people into the kingdom. Yeah, and, and we've been able to see some of that fruit uh, yeah. come be- before us. I mean, honestly, the first, the first uh, dinner church... You you could say from one perspective it was a failure. We sure. had two people show up. Nice. And I thought, well, it can't get worse than that. <laughs> yeah. But the next one was zero. <laughs> <laughs> two worse. people were like, "Let's do so it." It worse, <laughs> and then it got worse. Yeah. And and then I'm like, "Lord, I I know this is you." Uh. And and he basically just encouraged me and all of us. Just be patient. It takes time, and it this is a very tough community, and this this is one that's sure, in yeah. my opinion the toughest community i've ever lived in for reaching lost people right right it really is but that doesn't mean it's insurmountable sure and, and so we just steady you know stayed the course and slowly we ha- we had more people come sure. i mean give
1: us a snapshot maybe of how long how long have you guys been doing like actually you know first service started and and where does how long has that been
0: uh september of 2021 okay so it's started. been
1: a year and about five months year yeah, and a half about almost. a year and a half Cool. And mm-hmm. so, obviously, first couple meetings, you had two. Right. You had zero. <laughs> and just to give us a scope of the numbers of it all, what what kind of numbers are you running now?
0: I would say that it's fair to expect, you know, 30 people. Oh, wow. And there's some weeks where we'll have more.
3: Sure, and some where you have less. some sure. where
0: it's less. But I think a very steady 30 to 35 is fair. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's not unusual to see 50. Wow. Uh, but it's not unusual to have 15.
1: Right. You know, It, it really is. But you're still doing it, and you're still, still seeing God's blessing. So so let's talk a little bit about that, that blessing. And I might let uh, Pastor Doug lead with some stories, and then we'll flip over to you, Pastor Kevin. Okay. But can you guys maybe just share uh you know maybe one or two wins and obviously you know we don't need to go into detail on names and things like that but but obviously like the the question i was going to ask is okay you know this is a good idea and and god's in it and then we do it but like the why you know the 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 is it worth it to go through all this effort to expand our church in a way that is is kingdom-minded but is also uh you know it's it's pretty out of the box in the senses it stretches a local right. congregation and especially if you're in a small church you're going to be spending a lot of capital on making this happen. You know, leadership capital, uh, physical and financial capital, volunteer capital. And so share some of the wins that you guys have just been enjoying from this dinner church. So so Pastor Doug, why don't you kick
2: us off, man? So some of the stuff that we do is we just sit and enjoy spending time with people because you just don't know who's going to walk in the door. Oh, sure, yeah, hard and to you plan. Sit, yep. Yeah, and you sit down and you talk to them there. And you know and it's kind of a twofold thing here because it was cool watching some people get really behind the vision and sure. our team being able to help. And some of these some of these individuals are in different stages of their walk with Christ. Sure. And they're part of our team, and so that's cool, you know. And and I say that as a background is of what I'm going to say here, you know, of this particular event is um, I was vis- visiting with this uh, the, this one young lady one time, and and. She was going through, you know, some major health issues, different things, and she desperately needed um, some prayer, you know. And and I, I, you know, I told her I would be praying different things. And in the back of my mind, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, I want to pray for her right now. I want to pray for her right now. And I'm like, I'm going, you know, I'm not, you know, there was a check in my spirit to say not to do it just yet, not, not to pray just yet. And so I was like, okay. Um, I went around my business and um, began, like you know, clean up and everything. Yeah, this yeah. There is that the nuts and bones of that part of the, the yeah, yeah, everything. for sure. And so um, I look back, and she, this 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 lady was over with a, a group of uh, my wife and another um, another team member on, sure. on this, and you know they were t- they were talking, and they were all of a sudden they um you know they, they decided that they were going to pray for this oh, wow. for this lady at that particular time and so they're praying and they're praying and you could really feel it. they didn't you know what was was happening and i came i came walking right at the end of that and sure getting involved and my wife said amen and listen you know, and, and, and the gal says oh i feel so much better now you know and, yeah and you know it was a little bit testimony and she walked away and The one lady with our, the other team member, you know, was, you know, you know, in her walk, she was, um, you know, kind of began and she goes, wow, I've never experienced the power of that much power. Yeah, wow. So I,
1: you're telling me the so, volunteer, the, the team member
2: mm-hmm. who's mm-hmm.
1: ministering to this lady is also right. You know, going farther in her discipleship, going farther in her walk, just from that moment.
2: Correct. Wow. And, and I was able to give them an opportunity to share with her a little bit about what you just mentioned. Wow. About that discipleship and the growth in what the power of prayer can yeah. do. And and that was pretty exciting.
1: That is pretty exciting. You know, Talking about exciting. killing two birds with one spiritual yes. stone. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Well, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts? You know, maybe one more. You know, before I turn it over to Pastor Kevin.
2: You know, we um, it was interesting. We got a lot. Of, you know, we get a ton of support from the church and different things. Awesome. A lot of them You know, a lot of a lot of them don't. You know, of the, the regular body is not sure they there. might not be present. sure. Yeah. and. We remember on our, sometimes we do some, when we have the big things, like we had an Easter production at the church. Sure. And so we modified that a bit to do a little bit of that for the following Wednesday. At the dinner church. At the dinner church. And we did that, and we... That was one of our highest attended times. I think we wow. were probably about that day. I think we had almost 60 people there. It
0: was a lot. It was
2: wow. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and we did, you know, we did our, our, our drama and we had right. um the musician. We we ended it with a song that was that, that was done there. Sure. And you could see people that just you could just see the spirit just move and we had a lot of conversations with a lot of individuals afterwards wow. that really enjoyed that. And it was just just exciting to see that.
1: And that's a cool win because I feel like both of those you just shared kind of fall under the uh, idea that like, as much as it's about the people at Dinner Church, it also seems like it's it's been about the people at your church as well. You know, there's been mm-hmm. mutual growth, and that's so cool. But Pastor Kevin, I can't imagine that those are the only two wins. So why don't
0: you share a couple stories as well, man? Well, the hard part is narrowing it down to a couple. Hey, you know? that's what
1: I'm talking about. Yeah. So I like to hear. You know, it, it
0: really is. I mean, one of the things that was shocking to me is I prepared our board for the impact financially. Sure. Mm-hmm. What I wasn't prepared for is we've never dipped into our general fund to to support this ministry. Wow, yeah. it, it's literally huh. been supported through donations, volunteer gifts. Uh, there's even I mean even the local hospital gave us a gift towards the ministry, knowing that it was providing food for people. Oh sure. And they saw it as a good cause to support. So we got money from them. We got money from a fundraiser from a local. Uh, community member who oh, does wow. a baking cooking class for students. Sure, and they get credit, and then they also raise money, and they give it to a good cause. It wow. came to us, and so there's there's been tremendous amount of support, and and that's that's the win that I didn't expect. Yeah, I was prepared for the hit sure that we're gonna to have to find a way to support this through our general fund right and while we're still considering supplementing that like a missionary would be for Oh, us. sure
1: yeah kind of a support you you're almost sending a missionary out but it's really exactly. this church model sure yeah yeah
0: and i think that's a valuable way of looking at it it hasn't been necessary but it's still something that's pretty exciting uh I, and i do agree I, I i was thinking also that it's benefited our volunteers yeah they are growing spiritually yeah, They're learning how to share their faith because that's what it's all about.
1: Right. And then yeah. obviously around a dinner table in a sense. I mean, that's real time mm-hmm. conversation, you know.
0: And, and not only do they see what happens as they share, they actually watch us do it, too. You know, it's one thing for the preacher to stand behind the pulpit and tell people what they should be doing. But sure. when you model what it means to evangelize and what it means to share your faith and show love to people, yeah. unconditional love, no matter who it is and how they come or what they come back you know, with their background, that's something that they see in, in action. Yeah, And it's better than any sermon. Wow. And, and so that, I think that's another big win Awesome. Uh, that, I've, that I've witnessed. And we're seeing the fruit. Uh, I think discipleship, going deep, is the one area that I'm I'm trying to find God's direction in. How do sure. go deeper? Uh, because it isn't a ministry that is allowing a deep. Uh, sure. Yeah, of, I think
1: you had mentioned already, kind of evangelistic. Very yeah. much. Got to got to focus. Got to got to you know. But at the same time, I agree with you. Like, how then do you take that next step? Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I believe God will provide that answer. Sure. Um, and but it it's more the Jesus stories. It's it's little. Rather than the three-point outline, thirty-minute message of right. a normal Sunday morning, you know, maybe forty minutes if I get long-winded, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> which is not unusual, I suppose. Well, forty minutes but, is pretty short for you. Yeah, there yeah, you yeah, go, yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really focusing on one point right. rather than three, and right. it's you know five to fifteen minutes, and, sure. and and you walk away with that one nugget of truth that that is about God's love, and and it's been it's been wonderfully received and, uh-huh. and when i talk about the numbers as you asked earlier that's the current number of attendees regularly as far as how many are there this week right but it's not the same people
1: all oh, right so, so when so you talk from numbers to reach you know just general we, reach i mean it's huge we reached well over a hundred people wow
0: through the year and a half uh because some have moved away sure uh, or some you know for whatever reason yeah who knows but there's there's a lot of different variables of why who is who's coming and who hasn't uh, been able to continue. Sure. Uh, but we've certainly reached more than those numbers as right, well. Right. Right. So that, that's a little skewed as well. So.
1: Yeah. No. That's huge. And honestly, uh, you know, one, I love what you said because I think all of us would really would really be honest and say, man, it is so hard to see on the other side of a leap of faith. Mm-hmm. Like it is hard. It is just difficult. It doesn't like numbers wise. You're sitting here going, how is the general fund going to cope? Right. How is my church going to respond? And then, of course, on the other side of the leap of faith, suddenly you're like, wow, the, the financial provision is somehow here. And it's just it doesn't make sense. And then you're reaching all these people. And and honestly, even thinking back to your vision, you know, if, if our goal really is kingdom minded, then we then we kind of get to break free of, of saying, well, do you come to my church? Do you not come to my church? And we get to maybe say, like, what if, you know, let's take a, a, an attender of this dinner church. And maybe they do come from a background of, of feeling religiously put off or religiously put out you know and they just right. don't want to be part of a church well maybe they only come to dinner church for a couple of years or even a year and and they get to hear all these messages of god loves well maybe the next pastor friend church body that reaches out to them they kind of re-experience that that redication, that salvation right. of their life to christ because there was a breaking down of barriers and so like i just man i love what you guys have both shared you know and so it, it does kind of lead into our next question. So so every time we do something there's a reaction in a sense. Mm-hmm. And 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 what I mean by that is like we learn something and and we start doing church a different way and no matter what it bleeds itself back into our Sunday morning church, right? You guys are doing this totally different model on Wednesday nights. And so maybe if you had a sentence or two, you know, a, a bullet point a, a principle, I'd love to hear from both of you and we'll start with you Pastor Kevin, but I'd love to hear just one of the things that you think has maybe changed in how you've approached church in general, almost. You know, like what is, what is one of the, you know, that thing that has kind of come from this? So, so I'd love for you to start us off there. Uh,
0: well, <clears throat> I'll, I'll use an example of something recently that happened. Uh, one of our uh, long standing members shared with me that he, he's coming to Sunday morning service and he feels out of place because he doesn't know anybody. Okay. So, and I say that with an understanding of we've had some blessings and growths in our regular Sunday attendance. Sure. Also.
1: So he's looking around, not recognizing him as, as many people. Sure. Right.
0: And and the problem is the model of what we do on a Sunday morning is very contrary to relationship building. Interesting. You're you're sitting in a pew facing the front, looking yeah. at a person or a, or a group of people, worship leaders, and then the pastor. Right. And you're you're in a proclamation type
1: of service. Yeah, it's where, a monologue. Where, I mean even the best preachers it really is, you know, typically one person preaching and exactly. You know?
0: And and so people don't have the opportunity to know each other in that setting. And for ninety percent of the people, or maybe higher, that's all they have of sure. what they call church. And so I do have uh long term goals of someday making some changes. Sure. Uh, getting rid of the pews, sure. bringing in the chairs, which is not just because it's fad or right, comfortable. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. To be clear, you know, yeah, I don't <laughs> want to be a fad kind of guy. But but <laughs> honestly, I I am anticipating the possibility, Lord willing, if it's if it's him, that we actually bring in the round tables. And we do, at least once a month, a dinner church model Yeah, where people are sitting around a table with a little bit of food, and I'll say a few words, and then they will share around that table Wow! and get to know each other and and actually converse about kingdom-minded things, that that one bullet point, or answer the questions that I'll lay out, and they can converse in a way that was actually more like the New Testament church than what we do today.
1: Wow! So, what a gosh! What a premise! That is awesome, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I mean that's a thirty-thousand-foot vision. It's super exciting. Yeah. Doug,
2: what's your takeaway, man? <laughs> well, it's it's pretty close to the the, the sure. same thing, and that, and it is the importance of relationship building mm. more so than like, how how do we get the people that are coming on Sunday mornings to begin to um, enjoy each other's company, like um, they, that they seem to be doing at the dinner church. Sure. And in such, it opens up those things where you can find out where somebody is hurting or what their needs are yeah um, you know some people that might be really lonely. and mm-hmm. in this kind of model, it gives them an opportunity to do you know to, to figure that out. And so we' become we've become more open as to what the Holy Spirit how is he leading us and what does that mean not only for what's going on at the dinner church, but what that's going on at Sunday morning with the church? you know, with, with the traditional model and yeah. on what, how do we make that happen? Wow. You know, and, and then the, in the end here, it just, and you find yourself leaning on the Holy Spirit more and how mm. he leads us and guides us, and then be able to convey that to the, you know, to, you know, to, to the people that are following. And then in the end, not only do you make them, Make your your people that are attending church. You, you help the people that are turning, you're attending your your church on Sunday mornings. Minister to them and become more of a discipleship. But all of a sudden, they become individuals yeah. that are that the Lord that the, the Lord is using to make right. disciples. I mean, that's what we've always been and, wanting, and obviously, it's, like, yeah, every
1: every pastor would be like, "Of course, I want that," you know, like, right. no one's against that goal, you know.
0: Well, well, think go a little deeper with that. Sure, we, we have we have desires from certain members to have a prayer service. Well, how about we actually sit together and pray for each other?
1: Yeah, and again, you're always coming back to sitting around a table, mm-hmm. having that, whether mm-hmm. it's a meal, but having prayer like that is huge, right? Yeah, Starting to bleed into everything you do. And if,
0: and if mm-hmm. you're comfortable sitting in a, in a model of that nature for a service, for a church attendance, you're able to practice sharing your, your story yeah. with, with people that are your friends yeah, and maybe a visitor, Lord willing, yeah, yeah, yeah and, for and sure. it's so much easier when you get out into the world, which is your mission field, wherever right. you work, wherever you're eating lunch, right. or wherever downtown, and you suddenly are comfortable sharing your story because you've practiced wow. it. And let's church.
1: think, I mean, even that, like, I mean, just like, man, the light bulb in my brain is I'm like, you're teaching people that every meal they sit down to, which happens three times a day, 365. Is an opportunity. Not just, not just the gospel could happen here, but the gospel should and will in, happen in, here
0: in in the Lord's Supper, which we often do once a month. once Sure, or the sure, other the month,
1: official communion. Yeah, it it literally was every
0: meal, right? In the New Testament church, that was the supper, and and so every time they gathered, there was food, and every time they gathered with food, they remembered the Lord, and they shared communion as a family. We should be doing that. On a regular basis right in our own homes and, and i really believe that what what ends up becoming the the result is this is prayerfully the result sure i pray it's prophetic is that people's homes become the dinner churches of the future
1: oh wow i see and there, and there is the thirty thousand foot view of like man what this could grow into what this could become exactly and I mean, how it really fits hand <laughs> to glove with the rural context i mean again
0: we can't reach our community in dinner church we will never reach forty right. five hundred people but you, could... but you can multiply right. from there into the homes of every believer. I love that. And every neighborhood becomes an, an evangelistic outreach opportunity. Would you like to come over for a meal? Do you sure. mind if I share a word from you know a scripture with you when you yep. come?
1: And they've watched that and being modeled
0: they, in they their lives. They've lived the model. Mm-hmm. Now they're practicing it. And, and souls are, are, are saved right. through the model of that ministry in your home.
1: Yeah. And wow. that's
0: what, what I believe God has given us for a vision for Glendale.
1: Wow. That's super cool, man. Uh, let's wrap it up this way. Uh, let's say a pastor's on the precipice of this. Let's say they've loved that idea and they're saying, Hey, I, I might want to jump in. Let's take just one sentence, nothing too long, but in <laughs> one sentence, let's start with you, Pastor Doug. And just, just a word of encouragement. You would tell a church or a pastor or a board or a volunteer, whoever's re- listening in on this and saying, man, I would like to do that. How would you encourage them in terms of, you know, getting started? What would you say?
2: just get the vision out there when there, if you have that if the lord's laying that on your mom, your heart step out let let the, the 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 you know the key individuals that would be helping sure. to make this happen within your church let them know step out there and, and do it and the holy spirit has probably already been working with them. oh sure and that would be yeah. there awesome and mm-hmm. you pastor
1: kevin don't be afraid of failure
2: mm-hmm. yeah
0: you know, he had so, so many people. Two once. people,
2: zero
1: <laughs> yeah. people, right? The first two, you know, dinner churches, yeah.
0: Yeah, it, it was like a sucker punch, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I just knew this was the Lord. I trusted his word. Uh, and, and I knew that my leadership team was uh, was with me as well. But we're so afraid to try something new. Sure. And, and quite honestly, I'd rather try and fail than never try at all. Right. And, and, and not that I'm expecting that people that say, yes, this is what God wants us to do, and then you fail, uh, but you're afraid of it. Sure. I, I think just you know you need to overcome that fear and trust the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And as you cast your vision and you see the confirmation from others, uh, take a step of faith and 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 just do it. Wow, I it, love that. So there you
1: go. Man, that's cool. Well, gentlemen, one more time, I do want to say thank you for being on the podcast today. I appreciate it a lot. Thanks for having <laughs> yeah. us. Yeah, thank absolutely. You. Well, to all our listeners, uh, this has been Rural Advancement. I've been Joe Epley, your host. We've had Pastor uh, Doug Gentry, Pastor Kevin Peterson from Glendive, Montana, and uh, we just want to let you know, again, every single week we're trying to give you content that is both uh, by rural leaders and for rural leaders. We're hoping that you've been blessed, encouraged, and challenged. We want you to know that your work matters and that God is doing great things in small places. You can find us on uh, Spotify. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us at www.ruraladvancement.com. Stop by any of those places leave us a review a rating and we definitely want to get the word out there as, as as often is the case in rural churches the best way to spread the word is just to find a pastor friend near you and say hey have you listened to this podcast and so we appreciate it and we will see you next week